0: Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Mulligan, Content Director with ACG's Media Group. Today's episode is part of our ongoing series focused on family offices, sponsored by RSM US, a leading audit, tax, and consulting firm focused on the middle market. In this fourth installment of the series, we're gonna talk about technology and how family offices can use it to address some of their challenges and make their organizations more efficient. If you've listened to the previous episodes in the series, you've heard a few of my other guests from RSM talk about technology and how it intersects with their focus areas. Christina Churchill, for example, mentioned a tool from RSM called FamilySite in her interview about structuring and location. And Ben Berger and Tommy Wright also touched on technology in their episode, highlighting the top five areas for family offices to focus on. Today, we're going even deeper with technology with my two guests. I'm joined by Mike Johnson, tax partner for Family Office Enterprise and leader of RSM's family office technology efforts, and Lauren Demas, a principal with RSM who works on partner site as well as family site, which is a suite of offerings for single and multi-family offices that we'll talk more about later in the interview. Lauren and Mike, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. In your work with family offices, what are some common challenges you hear from them in terms of their technology usage, Mike?
1: A great question. I think as we've worked with our families, we've seen many different challenges. And I think one of them is, is that you know they have different roles um, and different operating systems and, and none of the technology really talks to each other. So they're really kind of seeing disparate systems that really do not intersect in any way, shape or form. Secondly, it's a very manual process for many of the different things that they're working across, whether it's bringing data into the system or even working with third-party accountants. Um, and there's not really a way to bring the data into it um, effectively or, or cost efficiently. So there's just a lot of different challenges that they're facing. And lastly, they're also facing a, a shortage in talent. If you really look across the platform that we're seeing, they're, they're really having a shortage in people um, to really do the different roles that they have in family offices. Um, so trying to be able to work efficiently and really bring data in has really been a, a major challenge for many of our families across the different industries that we see. mm mm-hmm.
0: And Lauren, it's probably safe to say that, you know, all organizations can benefit from using technology more effectively and having systems that talk to each other. But why is having an integrated technology solution important for family offices in particular?
2: Sure. Well, to piggyback off of what Mike was saying earlier is, you know, there are talent issues and being able to retain and recruit talent. So technology sort of bridges the gap where you need to provide scale for a growing family office, where you need to provide better insights into your data. And to get to that, you know, often when you look at a family office complex and it's multi-generational, you know, a a matriarch or patriarch might want different data sets than a second or third generation might want. So this gives the flexibility to provide different levels of reporting with ease and without having a huge time constraint on the staff of the family office. Also, you know, technology, quite honestly, and what we're seeing with, with what's out there and what we're offering is letting your data work for you as opposed to having you work for your data. And, and that's a big, big key because um, there's so much insight into what you can get from your data. And when you're out of a manual process and in a technology world, it's a lot easier to get that insight.
0: And I know RSM has developed a tool for family offices that addresses some of the challenges that you know, were described earlier. Can you talk about Site and what's included in that suite of offerings?
1: FamilySite is a holistic dashboard that we've created. that really allows a family to have one access point into everything that they're working with with their third-party advisors we've developed it over a number of years, really listening to what our clients have said and what our families have been facing in the real world. So it's really been a a labor of love trying to get to where we need to be with our clients and, and listening to the challenges that they're facing. So some of the offerings that are included in it not only provides a task management document storage, but it also allows a way for us to efficiently and effectively work through the compliance needs on the Trust and 1040 side, As well as as using um partner site for our our tiering and allocation software that can go through you know number of of different kind of of funds whether it be the hedge fund or or private equity world it also brings in data aggregation so we think that having data and access to data is a critical component so being able to aggregate both liquid and illiquid investments in, in one overall view has been very helpful as, as well as integrating that information into uh, an outsourced accounting platform, whether that be using a, a Sage Intact or a QuickBooks system, really kind of delivering the use of the data and flowing the data into different integration points along the different dashboards is has been something that we think is really gonna be very powerful for our families and, and allow the data to work for them and allows data to no longer be data, but become information. Um, we think that information is really gonna be allowing us to work with our clients and our, allow our clients to get rid of some of the challenges that they're facing and allow their individuals and their staff to really work on high-value different information versus uh, manual data entry in the process.
0: And we've talked about some of the general challenges that family offices face related to technology, but what about at the various layers of the organization? What are the, I guess, lack of insights that exist for different roles within a family office that an integrated technology solution like Site can help address?
1: I think every level has a different challenge. And I, I think all of it is data-driven and is really kind of data-centric. I think if you look at the different levels, you know each person has a different viewpoint. So you look at the staff that are spending time month after month aggregating the data over and over again, spending weeks upon weeks of, of manual entry, um, doing the same thing every month, or maybe the CFO that has to look at different vendors and look at different portals to figure out the cash inflows and outflows and logging into different vendors every single day, or the chief investment officer who has to run different data analytics across their portfolios to identify where they're diversified or make timely decisions. None of that's being done for them, right? Their, their data is not working for them in, in a way that that's effective across their platform and has different views for each of them. And I think, you know, family site is one of those things where we can help them with different viewpoints of their data, to bring data in and see it in many different ways, to run data analytics using Power BI and many different technologies that we have. Um, it really becomes information and it allows, you know, to provide timely data across all our platforms. And it really allows customized reports that everyone can see in an easy to use dashboard as well.
0: For a young family office who's using FamilySite, Lauren, does the integrated nature of that solution, does that impact the types of roles or skills that they need to hire for on their team? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And
2: I think the answer to that is it depends. So how I always think about what staffing is needed is I look at the job description. And then if I were to look at a job description, I would say, how much of that is this individual actually doing, right? So oftentimes we find ourselves mired in a lot of data collation, data gathering work, and not as much of the high value add analytical work. And I think when you implement a technology, everyone can sort of play in the space of more high value add analytics because you're automating some of that, a lot of that data collation and data gathering. So I think it's really a shift in um, what is each individual doing compared to what did their original job description say? And it's probably a better match at the end of the day, right? When you when you implement technology, people are, are doing what they're being hired to do as opposed to doing a lot of the gathering and a lot of the collation that we all find ourselves doing in a non-technology world.
0: And we've talked about how one goal of technology improvements is to make data work for the organization. I think you've you've both said that at various points. Can you give some specific applications or maybe a, a real world example of how data can be used more effectively once it's no longer siloed?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I think a lot of it is, is just talking about the, the different integration points that we have. And I think it really stems with data, right? So we start with data and how do we get that data to become information? And I think sometimes it's, it's ingesting or integrating that software or that data into an accounting platform. So you think about having access to data, being able to integrate that information into a general ledger or trial balance type system automatically versus manually not having to go through you know every month having to go through and close the books and having that data being driven for you in the automated process taking the trial balance that you have maybe for investment partnership or or whatever it may be and then using partner site to allow the the k1 allocations and things to flow automatically so you're really kind of seeing a circle or evolution of the data starting from the actual data point itself really getting to ultimate the tax compliance or or individual forms that I have to go through and ultimately completing with the 1040 or 1041. It's a full circle of how that information starts with data and kind of completes it for us. So it really is is allowing the family to to really kind of start with data points and using technology to benefit them in ways where you know they're no longer having to send individual documents over to us in different ways. You know, we can really use the data and integrate it into the different platforms. And then use APIs in the back end to really ingest the data across our platform and really allow us to to complete the information that we need and and really be the advisors that we need to be for our clients.
0: Is there an example you can point to of a family office that took a more integrated approach to technology and data and saw a positive outcome as a result?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's many different ways that this has been uh, positive in many of our clients But I think one of the things I want to point to is the the estate planning side of things um, and how it's allowed us to to become more effective with either the preparation and and compliance of the estate and or just playing around the estate as tax legislation has been front and center for us and our clients. And it, It really starts with data. Everything here is data driven. So trying to understand where individuals assets are what they're valued at and and making sure that we have timely information to make decisions that are really effective for them and and how things are gonna work and how things are gonna change for them. And if we transfer assets from, from one individual to a next or to a trust, how is that gonna impact individuals in that way Um, And we can run those projections, having the data in the data aggregation side of things, understanding how the income will flow um, is very important for us. So really kind of taking that data and transforming it in a way and allowing us to to run scenarios and and plan for it um, has been very effective for us as as legislation has been very front and center for us, not knowing what may happen. Uh, Many clients are are working through this kind of right now in that area. So, you know, we can really use the the data that we're getting from the technology to become more effective in, in planning for our clients.
0: And interesting you cite that example because your colleagues, uh, Tommy and Ben, in a previous episode pointed to estate planning as one of their top five areas for family offices to watch um, as they plan for the future. So interesting to hear the the implications for family site there. Um, Lauren, I, I want to go back to you. It's not uncommon for a family office to have stakeholders from multiple generations, and their attitudes toward technology don't necessarily always align Lauren, is that a stumbling block for some of the technology improvements we've been talking about, you know, where perhaps a a younger family member sees the value, but the matriarch or the patriarch is more comfortable with the status quo and isn't really interested in using a new platform?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the the hesitancy is more towards what is the final product that everyone will be receiving and will be different than what they're comfortable with, um, than what they have been receiving in the past. So I don't think it's as much a technology as what will I get? When will I get it? How will it be different? I like what I had. So I think when you have a technology that's as flexible as FamilySite, you can cater to all those different needs. Does someone want a paper report that looks like X or does someone want to log in and see Y within the system? And I think that's one of the really great things about technology and especially FamilySite is it can cater to multiple generations multiple needs, multiple views into the data. It can be restricted based on who needs to see what. So there's, there's a lot of different ways it can be customized towards the end user.
0: Family offices you know, tend to have multiple advisors. There's also you know, different stakeholders within the family that need access to different levels of information. So as we're talking about technology here, how do we ensure that the data is secure, the right people have access to the right things?
1: To expand upon what lauren just said i think data privacy and security is, is, is of, of the utmost importance for us and, and i know for our families and it, it really allows um, us to to permission things in a way where we can allow third-party access to family site and permission in a way where they can only see the data we want them to see or the family wants them to see so we can permission each individual user into family site In different ways, allowing the access of information to flow, depending on their access level, whether it's the CFO seeing everything or matriarch, patriarch, seeing everything down the line, if they want to see kind of the universe of of information, or maybe it's G2 or G3, that can only see a sliver of information, depending on what their access to, you know, family site can handle that and really restrict the access to those individuals in different ways, so there's really a lot of customization and security involved that we really can allow it to, to really do what the family is looking for and allow the family to to view things in different ways. And not every family member, family member is the same; it can be um, done differently across the board as well as um, for outside and uh, third party advisors. So imagine a world where maybe you're in the estate planning side of things, and you're you're worrying about trust documents and things like that. You know, we can use family site as a way to to have everyone see the same documents at the same time, using the document storage capabilities of a family site and restricting the access for those uh, attorneys to only see the information um, that's relevant to them and not necessarily the, the data that's available to the rest of the family. So it's very customizable in that way.
0: Okay, well, we will wrap it up there, but we'll pick back up in a few days with the final installment of this series, which is going to look at succession planning. For listeners, you can subscribe to our feed in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where you'll find that episode when it comes out, as well as the other episodes from the series. Lauren and Mike, it's been great speaking with you both. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to make sure you never miss an episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a rating and write a review. It really does go a long way in helping other listeners find out about us. This podcast is produced by the Association for Corporate Growth, the largest membership association for middle market M&A and corporate growth professionals. We host networking events across the world. We publish magazines and special reports and much, much more. Learn more about the benefits of membership at acg.org and consider joining us as a member. Last thing, if there is a topic you want to hear us talk about on this podcast, a guest you think would be great, or even if you just have some general feedback you want to share, we would love to hear about it. Please send us a note to editor at acg.org. Thanks again for listening.